I wanted to share a quote with you by, by a guy named uh, Mark Nepo um, that I found recently and, and, and I think um, speaks volumes to the, to the uh, times that we're living, I guess. When in the middle of difficulty, it's easy to paint the whole world as difficult. When in pain, it's easy to construct a worldview of pain. When lonely, it's easy to subscribe to, to an alien philosophy of existence. Then we spent hours and even years seeking to confirm the difficult existence we know. Or we rebound the other way, insist insisting in a much lighter given world if we could only transcend the difficulties that surround us. Life has taught me that neither extreme is helpful, though I've spent many hours lingering in each. Instead, I think we're asked to fade what we're given. No matter how difficult and to accept that life is always more, much more than the moment we find ourselves in. In every instance, there's truth of what we're going through and the resource of a larger, more enduring truth that's always present beyond what goes wrong. Ultimately, it's the enduring truth that helps us through. And as I was saying, I think, I think this speaks a lot to, to the the circumstances in, in kind of the, the world has, has uh, is experienced, uh, you know, like none of us were expected or 2020 to this year to, to go the way the way it's gone. Um, and even as we're coming to the other side, you know, it, it seems that we're kind of coming up to, to whatever uh, is, is, is normal now. Um, there's still all this, you know, guidelines and restrictions. Well, not guidelines and restrictions that we have to follow um, all this sometimes confusing and, 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 and seemingly contradictory advices and things that, that we got to do. And, and and I was thinking about that uh, for, for, for today because, you know, we are in, in what the lectionary, the Christian calendar calls ordinary time, right? We, we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. Is this time in between kind of big Christian celebrations. There's there's a number of, 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 of celebrations or seasons, I guess, that as Christians we kind of uh, keep in our minds and our calendars, you know, Easter and Christmas and Pentecost and, you know, those things. So in between those times, uh, the lectionary calls it ordinary time. And, and it, it kind of seems that the, the, that's kind of the, the season in which we are kind of coming to these ordinary times. And and one of the things that, that, that has caught my attention in the last couple of Sundays, not Sundays, but weeks especially, is, is the passages that, that the lectionary calls to us uh, to reflect on as, as, we, as, we, um, as we move in through this, through this ordinary time. And, and what is interesting to me is that these passages that the lectionary brings up to us are, are this very, very specific uh, teachings of Jesus, this very, very specific um, instructions, I guess, if you will, or examples. Um, and and what, is, what has become kind of evident to me is, is, that, is that the lectionary brings passages that keep it encourages and encourages and instruct in us, uh, which Jesus tells us how to keep on living our Christian life and testimony, even in ordinary times, even in, in normal, regular life if you will. It seems that, that the passages that the lectionary keeps bringing to, to us are, are passages in which, in which Jesus keeps on insisting that we are to be here represented, we're supposed to follow, we're supposed to live in a certain way every day of the year. 
See, in, in, in Mark, uh, Mark Nepo, Nepo uh, brings a similar idea in the passage that, and that I read in the quote that I read. See, it's very easy for us to, to let our, our existence or world uh, determined by, by circumstances and by emotions that we might be feeling. As he said, if it's easy if we're experiencing difficulty to, to, to paint the whole world as, as hard, or if we're lonely to, to simply alienate ourselves into, into uh, that kind of a philosophy of existence. Uh, or, or we could simply try to negate all that and, and pretend that none of those things are, are there and simply say, well, you know, the, the world is much, much better and in a happier place if only you get to navigate this. And none of these uh, ideas are helpful because, you know, we can't just defeat ourselves and, 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 and paint the world as completely negative, but we can't fool ourselves uh, trying to, to, to pretend that the difficulties of our life are not going to affect us. And, and this, this, um, this last line kind of stuck to me. Ultimately, is the enduring truth that helped us through. That no matter what difficult situation we, we have to accept, the life is, more and more, is much more than the moment we find ourselves in. And today we're gonna we're gonna reflect on, on Matthew chapter eleven, and, and we're gonna read from verses twenty and thirty. Really, we're gonna read more, uh, a couple more verses than that. Um, but Matthew chapter eleven um, brings a passage that I'm sure is, is familiar to, to to most of us, and we're gonna read from um, <clears throat> from um, from verses twenty eight then to thirty to begin with. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, and, and this is a passage that, that we all are kind of familiar with and that we all kind of have heard before, uh, regardless of our background, I feel that it's a, it's a passage that that, that, that is used oftentimes as an invitation, as Jesus calling us to, to rest. And of course this attracts us, right? Because who, who doesn't want to experience that rest? Who doesn't want to be refreshed? Who doesn't want to, 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 to experience that the gentleness that Jesus, Jesus talks about? And, and of course, as we talk about life difficulties and, and all that, um, it's easy to gravitate to that passage, but but just a bit to give us a bit of context, I want to read the the, the, the verses uh, before the passage that we get. And, and and Jesus is is asking, how can he he help us explain the way in which the world is going? How can he help us see what's going on around us? So so in verse in verse uh, sixteen, Jesus tells us. To what can I compare this generation? See, Jesus is telling us, to what can I, what example can I use to tell you what I see in the world? To what can I compare this generation? That are like children sitting in a marketplace and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For Jan came neither eating nor drinking and they said he has a demon. And the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say he's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is proved right by their deeds. See, Jesus is trying to give an example of the way in which 
in which people are, are, are behaving. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to think that, that if Jesus was to, to, to see the way in which we live as a society, our culture lives, the way our world lives, the way that the, we, each one of us lives, he'll probably have very similar words to say. And it's a very fascinating example to say. He said, what, what can I compare you to? You're like children playing in a marketplace. And you're fighting with each other because, because you, the other children are not playing your game. You're not, they're not playing by the rules that, that you want. See how childless this sounds? Jesus is saying, I, I compare you as, as children playing and the, and the ones want to play the pipes, everyone dance, but the other ones want to do something different. And they're fighting and they're arguing and there's this, there's this, this kind of infighting among them because they, they don't want to play the same game. And he said, that's, that's the way I see this, this, this world. I see this world in which everyone's trying to play the game by their own rules, or everyone's trying to play their own game, and they get angry, and they fight, and they cause division because there are others that want to play it differently. And we fight and we argue because we, we are convinced that the way in which we understand life, by the way in which we understand society, by the way in which we understand politics, by the way in which we understand uh, Jesus and, and, and all that, is the, is the only right way. So since other people are not doing it the way that we like, then we fight. We get angry and we, and we, and we, and we point fingers and we, we, we play the pipe and that's the game that we're supposed to play, but you're not dancing. And the other ones are, well, well we, were, we were singing a dirge and you did not more. And, you know, we, we have this, this kind of weird situation in which, like, well, I'm going to play by my own rules. Because those are the right rules to play. I'm going to, and, and that's, and that's, and then Jesus goes to say, see, that's the problem. That's why you can't see the, what, the things that God is doing around you. What's you, you can't find this truth that's going to help you to difficult times. He will say, for John came eating and drinking, and he did not like that. And then the Son of Man came, and he ate, and he drank, and he didn't like that either. There's no winning for you guys. It seems that neither John nor Jesus fit the kind of ideas that they had about the Messiah, about God. And I wonder... Are we unable to see what God is doing in our world because, they, because the things that God is doing around us simply do not fit the rules of the game that we want? They complained because John was too, too aesthetic. He required too much. And then they complain because Jesus seemingly doesn't require enough. As this author Del Brunner will say, but worst of all, Jesus seems to lack either the discrimination or the moral resolve to separate himself from Israel's inferior, and inferior elements, the collaborators who make money of Israel's colonial occupation, and the lowlife and, secular, and secularists who demoralize Israel. Apparently, Jesus can be seen enough in the company of these groups to make an open to criticism. See, it seems that Jesus, or the way in which Jesus presents himself, doesn't fit the, the, the way in which, in which they thought. So they start, so they're, they're like, like children arguing in the marketplace. 
I wonder if we sound like children arguing about, about things that ultimately do not matter. Because the problem, the problem is not the arguing itself, it's, it's the arguing, is that, that, that this idea that we are right and everyone else is wrong, distracts us, stops us, confuses, limits our reach to do what God has called us to do, to be presence of, of good and peace and mercy among others. So then Jesus will continue in verse 25. At this time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things to the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. And all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal. See, because they knew too much, they were blinded by their own preconceptions, if, if you will. They were, they were blinded by, by their, own, their own ideas to see what God was, was trying to do. But then Jesus will say, and I praise you because you did reveal these things, because the ones that are able to see are, are those that are, that are children and, and unlearned, the, the lowly ones, the ones that are not supposed to understand, the ones that don't have time to argue but are willing to freshly accept what Jesus is doing. And then we get to the verse that we read at the beginning. See, what, what Jesus is, is doing, Jesus is inviting a significant engagement and social analysis before he offers the frequently quoted words of comfort to those who are weary and carry heavy burdens. If Jesus is in fact insistent that his blessing is known not by the mighty and the powerful, but by the infants and the lowly, then this is a time for us to identify with the plight of those who live in the fringes of our society and the fringes of our lives. See this invitation, this invitation to, to rest can only be here, can only be heard by those that are not wasting their time arguing in the marketplace. Those that are willing to, to open themselves to the new things that, that, that God is doing in and among us, even when then they don't match our expectations, even when they don't match our preconceived notions, even when they don't match the game that we wanted to play. So Jesus invites us, if you're tired, if you're, if you're, we will come and rest. But notice what he offers. He doesn't offer a chair. He doesn't, oh, come, come sit. He comes sit here and rest and, you know, bring some water and some lemonade. He's not offering a vacation. He's offering something different. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what is interesting about this passage? That, that Jesus is calling those that are, that are tired and weary to come so they can rest. But he doesn't offer them a chair to sit and obey to lay on. He offers them a yoke, which is a tool, which is uh, an action, which, is, which, is, which implies work. 
he's not calling them to, to kind of like leave that world behind and come here and rest and be refreshed. He's calling them to leave that world behind so they can come and work in things that actually matter. So they can come and live a life that actually matters. So he offers them a yoke, a tool for work. Now the yoke is interesting because even though it's a tool for work, you need two uh, animals and, and to, to use a yoke. It's not, it's not like a shovel, but it's an, like a, like a one-person job. A yoke, you, you, require, you require a couple, you require two, you require a pair. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble and hard, and you will find rest for your soul. So you will find rest for your souls when you're willing to work side by side with Jesus. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. See, so it's not about leaving that word, that world behind. It's not about only leaving that work behind. It's not about kind of, kind of moving into this kind of ascetic kind of, kind of life where, where. No, it's about continue your, your your work, continue with your life in the midst of those difficulties, in the midst of those pain, in the midst of the fear. But with the difference is that now you're not working alone. You're working together with Jesus. Now your life is not lived alone, but is lived together with Jesus. And who is it that Jesus invited to this work? All those who are weary and burdened, all who are struggling, all who are carrying too much, all who, ha who are having a hard time of it, all who are fatigued, all, that are, all who are overwhelmed, all who are limping and cast down, all whom life has become a grind, all from whom existence is laborious, all from whom the juice has gone out of life, and that's and all that is left is a rind. Those that are, are the ones that are invited. Those are the ones that are gonna come and take this yoke. So not only not, not rest as separated from, from, from life, but rest in the midst of life because now we work together with Jesus. But what about those that aren't invited? Or rather, those who simply won't hear the invitation. Who are those? Those that are invited, or rather, those who, are, who simply won't hear the invitation, are people who experience the dynamics of Jesus, but their lives don't change as a result. May we be among those who hear. See, it's very easy to, to get so caught up in life. With his difficulties and his pain, that that and to, to paint life in the world as, as simply that, and I and I say this because because that's something that that that, that happens to me quite often. So I struggle with you know different things, and, and I've struggled with different situations in my life. It's, it's become very easy to me to simply paint the world as a as a bad, scary, dark place. But as we come to Jesus, as we come to rest in Jesus, we, we realize that that's not all that the world is or that's not all that the world offers. Maybe that's all that we can see because we're blinded by our own discussions and by our own ideas. But if we're willing to open ourselves, to open our eyes to what God is doing, regardless if they fit in the mold that we want them to fill or not, then we might see that Jesus is calling us to rest. And that rest means action. That rest means living life but living it differently, even in the ordinary days of our lives.
not only in high celebrations when you know we get together and it's easy to go to church and to sing and it's easy to 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 you know and, and now during Easter and during Christmas when you know everything kind of goes around not, not only in those in those moments in life but even when life is different when diff different and difficult when we can't meet when we can't come together when there's all these kinds of regulations and, and guidelines and restrictions and and all those things even in the midst of all things when we're willing to keep seeing what God is doing and keep on working in company of Jesus. And I'm going to close with something that Brian, said, Brian Zand uh, has said that I think is extremely profound. Because this is the invitation of Jesus. An easy joke, an easy yoke, sorry, and a hard cross. Behold the mystery. So may we find the hope of Christ in these days. May we see the things that God is doing outside the most that we might have have in our lives. May we stop bickering like children and may we come to Jesus and rest and live lives tied to his yoke and behold that mystery. God bless all this week. Mm -hmm.